I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. It is The Verdict with Ted Cruz. Weekend review. Ben Ferguson with you. And these are the big stories that you may have missed that we talked about this week. Story number one this weekend you may have missed. It is shocking to see just how anti-Semitic the staff at the White House has become. And they got called out for it and kind of had to apologize. It also is contradicting what the president said. So are they going to get away with it? I'll have that for you in a moment. Plus, the FBI, we've now found out, had at least 40 sources that were giving them information on Biden crime family activities. What did they do after the information was coming in for these informants? They shut down the investigations as fast as they possibly could, covering for the Biden family. And finally, why would the president of the United States of America pay millions of dollars in cash for his beach house? Well, that's exactly what he did when interest rates were close to the lowest they've been in our lifetime. So was he trying to make money disappear? It is the Weekend Review with Ted Cruz, and it starts right now. Senator, I want to play for you quickly the White House. And the White House got themselves in some trouble because the president has mostly been saying the right things. But the White House and the staffers, completely different story. Take a listen to the White House press briefing. This level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, Look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. uh, And so I just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim, Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. And so uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans or, or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do and and since day one, as you know, the president ran on on um, on you know bringing commu- protecting communities, obviously, but bringing people together, the soul uh, uh, protecting the soul of the nation, uh, and so um, that is something that the president takes very very seriously, uh, and. Um, 
the unit, we're going to continue to denounce any sort of hate uh, towards any American here. Uh, and so that's what we're going to continue to be steadfast on. Again, he has he has uh, uh, advised, directed his Homeland Security uh, team to make sure that they're on top of this. Now, Senator, the, the part wow. about this that's so laughable is the White House press secretary has now come out and said, quote, she misheard the anti-Semitism question only because of the massive backlash from that answer. Well, it really is striking that the White House press secretary is unwilling to stand up and clearly and unequivocally condemn anti-Semitism, say anti-Semitism is wrong. It is evil. It is a unique evil that has existed on this face of this planet for thousands of years, and we are completely opposed to it. Moreover, we will ensure that that law enforcement resources are there to protect Jewish Americans. I'll tell you, Jewish communities across this country have a level of concern and a level of fear unlike any time I've ever seen. As the anti-Semitism on college campuses, there there, there was a, a Jewish student at Columbia who was beaten with a stick in, in recent days. The threats of violence on campuses because the the anti-Israel, the Jew-hating far left, is is so extreme that that, that there is a real threat of violence uh, against the American Jewish community and and for that matter the Jewish community worldwide in Europe and elsewhere. And, and I got to say, her answer to that was striking in, in, in that the Babylon Bee, which does a fabulous job as a, a humor and satire site, um, they, they had an article that they hadn't published, but, but they, they tweeted it out today, and they said, it's hard to stay ahead of reality at the Babylon Bee. We had this written up last night, only to see, wake up and see the White House doing exactly this before we had a chance to publish. And here was... The fake satirical headline that they had written and they were getting ready to publish when Corrine Jean-Pierre beat him to the punch. The fake headline read, in strong response to rising hate crimes against Jews, Democrats denounce Islamophobia. That's exactly <laughs> what she did. Yeah. And, 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 and it's and I tweeted out no longer satire, just sad because their view. Listen, when it comes to the anti-Semitic bigots, to, when it comes to the squad, when it comes to the. 35 student groups at, at Harvard and, and, and the radicals running our, our college campuses, the Biden White House, and I would have to assume, including Corrine Jean-Pierre, side with the radicals against the people of Israel and against even American Jews. Their answer, they say, we've seen no credible threat uh, of anti-Semitism in America. Really? Well, where the hell have you been if you haven't seen any? Um, because I got to tell you, the Jewish community is feeling it. Uh, acutely, and we've seen multiple horrific acts of violence directed against Jews, directed against synagogues, including mass murders in the United States. And for for, for the White House to say they've seen no credible threat is is truly absurd. Yeah, I was talking literally today to a, a dear friend of mine who's Jewish and that works uh, very close to Times Square in a, in a largely Jewish community, and he said they had been told uh, by local law enforcement to really be on high alert and be careful, uh, and even had recommended that they travel together in groups, not be isolated alone, and, and to be careful at their places of business. That, that is what he said to me today, and yet the White House is acting like none of that's happening at all. It is sad, and and today's Democrat Party is captive to the far left. And and, and I will say, I've I've had conversations with multiple people on the left who are not deeply political, who are shocked at at the open anti-Semitism that is arising on the far left. It's been there for a long time, but if you're not paying close attention, 
it takes something like the events of the last couple of weeks to really bring it into stark relief. And, and I hope this is opening some eyes. Now, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, you can go back and listen to the full podcast from earlier this week. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to tell you real quick about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. If you're like me and you've wanted to buy gold for years, there's lots of commercials out there. So who can you really trust? Well, I didn't want a bad investment, but I didn't want to miss the boat either. And that probably sounds familiar to a lot of you. Fortunately for you, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold, Eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process using the new Gold IRA Company Integrity Checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best Gold IRA Company. Now, I used it personally to vet Augusta Precious Metals, and I bought gold from Augusta Precious Metals myself. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I got a new package with new gold and silver that I decided to purchase. This checklist is the best way for you to check out a gold IRA company. And you can get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today. All you have to do is text the word BEN to 68592. Text the word BEN, B-E-N, to 68592. That's the word BEN, B-E-N, to 68592. Or you can go online to AugustaPreciousMetals.com or call them and get the investor's guide on gold. 877, the number four, gold IRA. That's 877, the number four, gold IRA or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Now on to story number two. I want to move to this other big topic as well, and that is this Fox News report that has come out saying, quote, the FBI maintained more than 40 confidential human sources on various criminal matters related to the Biden family, including President Joe Biden, dating back to his time as the vice president, according to information obtained by Senator Chuck Grassley. You've got a lot more on this, and I want you to take it from there. Well, that's exactly right. The, the evidence against Joe Biden and the Biden crime family has extended for a long time. Uh, the, according to the Fox News reporting, the confidential human sources providing criminal information to the FBI uh, relating to Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden. Those confidential human sources were managed by multiple FBI field offices across the nation, including the FBI's Seattle field office. Uh, but, and this is something also that my colleague Chuck Grassley has learned and reported, an FBI task force within the Washington field office 
sought to, and in some cases successfully shut down reporting and information from those sources by falsely discrediting the information as foreign disinformation. That effort caused investigative activities to cease. So understand, they're getting confidential human source after confidential human source after confidential human source saying these guys are crooks. These guys are selling favors from Joe Biden to foreign nationals, to foreign oligarchs, to corrupt Ukrainians, to corrupt Russians, to corrupt Chinese, to to foreigners. And the response of of the top brass at the FBI is, nope, nope, we don't want that. Shut it down. Don't talk about this. This is foreign disinformation. The disinformation was coming all right, but sadly it was from the FBI. And Senator, your colleague Grassley alleges, in essence, that look, the FBI and the DOJ were, in essence, part of a cover-up here. They sought to shut down the investigations into the Biden while knowing that the FBI had received this criminal information from over 40 confidential sources. Now, to be clear, 40 sources, Senator, is a hell of a lot of confidential sources. When you're talking about people that are telling you about illegal activity they believe they're witnessing on Hunter Biden, on James Biden, on Joe Biden, and then they're like, yeah, yeah, we know about this. We just want to shut it down. That's not normal. So that's exactly right. The, the only thing that, that, that I disagree with you is, is you said that Grassley alleged this is, in essence, a cover-up. No, he didn't say, in essence, a cover-up. He alleged it was flat-out a cover-up. Let me quote from Chuck Grassley. Quote, based on the information provided to my office over a period of years by multiple credible whistleblowers, there appears to be an effort within the Justice Department and FBI to shut down investigative activity related to the Biden family. Such decisions point to a significant political bias infecting the decision-making of not only the attorney general and FBI director, but also line agents and prosecutors. And I got to say, the politicization of the FBI, particularly under Joe Biden, and the politicization of DOJ is, is one of the worst and most damaging legacies of this administration. Put your lawyer hat on for a second. Explain this terminology used. It says the confidential human sources, quote, provided criminal information to the FBI relating to Joe Biden, James Biden and Hunter Biden. Those confidential human sources were managed by multiple FBI field offices across the nation, including the FBI's Seattle field office. So when when they use words like provided criminal information, what does that mean? That means you've got individuals, informants, who are coming forward saying, hey, I have an ev- evidence of a crime, evidence of a crime committed by Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or James Biden. Now, some of them may not have been telling the truth. Some of them may not have been pointing to actual crimes. But when you have 40 different sources coming by, coming up saying, I've got evidence of a crime, that's unusual. That doesn't happen. Uh, you know, ordinary public servants don't live a life where you have 40 people coming forward saying, hey, I've got evidence of a crime. And by the way, there are millions of dollars flooding into them from communist China and Ukraine and Russia and everywhere else like that's That is not typical. Look, I serve in the United States Senate. My colleagues are not getting millions of dollars from communist China or Russia or Ukraine. That is exceedingly unusual. And to have 40 different sources coming forward, a normal law enforcement process would say, hey, this is really concerning. We need to investigate this, what's going on. And, and what Grassley is alleging is that the evidence is the FBI field office in D.C. shut it down and said, nope, ixnay on the Iden Bay investigation, eh? 
Like, like, like they just did not want to look into crimes committed by Joe Biden. And, and I got to say uh, that. Well, and they also it, used the words they wanted to shut down or they did the Washington field office. Uh, in some cases, successfully shut down reporting. So they were saying, see no evil, hear no evil. If you have something that deals with a Biden last name, we don't even want you to report it, much less give us the information that we would receive. We don't even want it to come in the door. Well, and, and, and this is part of this is the consequence of the whole Russia, Russia, Russia nonsense. And, and we saw for years the FBI and DOJ wage war on Donald Trump, alleging Russia, Russia, Russia. And we now know the vast majority of that was nonsense. It was made up. It was fabricated, included actually an assistant general counsel at the FBI, literally fabricating an email, creating a false email and submitting it to a federal court, which is a felony, uh, because they hated Donald Trump so much that they wanted to go after him. But the danger of the Russia, Russia, Russia narrative is when you had the Hunter Biden laptop, the FBI could just say, well, this is Russia disinformation. Never mind that at this point, Hunter Biden's lawyers have, have essentially admitted, yes, it is his laptop. The, the, by alleging all evidence of criminality is Russian disinformation, they convinced law enforcement to ignore what what is enormous evidence of corrupt conduct by Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Joe Biden. Well, and one of those critical FD-1023s we talked extensively uh, on Verdict About uh, was first reported earlier this year. It was that form that included the reporting from a, quote, highly credible, confidential human source who alleged a criminal bribery scheme between then-Vice President Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and the founder and the CEO of that Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma, where we know that Hunter Biden was on the board. If if that's one example of what we were getting from these 40 plus informants, what other intel do we do we not have? And, and is there a way to go to the FBI and for you guys and sent to even get it? Well, we don't know. There should be. But unfortunately, this FBI and this DOJ believes that they are not accountable to the United States Congress. They're not accountable to the American people. So when you ask them, their standard answer is piss off, go jump in a lake. We will not answer your questions. And there's an arrogance. There's a contempt. Look, we, we had and we talked about this in a previous pod, a deputy director of, of the FBI where I was questioning him. And, and, and as I asked questions, he said, well, I don't want to answer that. And he said, I asked, why not? Because I don't want to. Like, who the hell? What do you mean you don't want to? This is not just a chat at a coffee house, damn it. You're giving testimony in front of the Judiciary Committee of the United States Senate. And you have an obligation. You're giving testimony on behalf of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But there is a hubris on the part of these individuals, these partisans who are at the senior career positions that they believe how dare you question what we're doing? And, and, and I got to say, look, I'm an alumnus of DOJ. I, I respect and revere the institution, and they have corrupted it to a point that it is heartbreaking and it is dangerous for the rule of law and it's dangerous for liberty in the United States. Last question for you. Next time the Attorney General Merrick Garland comes before Congress, what questions should he be asked about this? <laughs> A lot, but but I will say, even to our beloved listeners at Verdict, I'm not going to give a preview of the questions I'm going to ask. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that out probably <laughs> the day before and the day that Merrick Garland arrives. It will be 
time sensitive, but it but it will be driven by all of these issues because I view my responsibility. Listen, when I'm sitting there, it's not just me asking questions. I, you know, I'm elected to represent 30 million Texans. And so I'm trying to do my very best to ask questions on behalf of 30 million Texans, to ask questions that Texans have a right to know. And sometimes I do it well, sometimes I do it less than well. That's that's the the, the, the blessing and curse of being human, but, but I'm trying to fulfill my responsibility to the people of Texas of defending the Constitution and the rule of law so you can be assured the next time Merrick Garland testifies in, in the Senate Judiciary Committee, we're going to be talking about it on verdict afterwards, and I'm going to do my very, very best to ask the questions that 30 million Texans want asked. As before, if you want to hear the rest of this conversation on this topic, you can go back and download the podcast from earlier this week to hear the entire thing. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriot Mobile for 10 years has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me. They are literally the only one. The team at Patriots uh, Mobile are incredible because they are an American-based company with an American-based call center that helps proud Americans just like you that are conservatives and Christian know that when they pay their bill every month, you're actually making a difference and standing up for what you believe in. So stop sending your money to woke companies that are fighting against your values. You may not realize it, but Big Mobile, they have been giving millions to liberal Democrats and to places like Planned Parenthood. Well, Patriot Mobile has decided to do something else, and I love this about them as a company. For every verdict listener that switches your cell phone provider to Patriot Mobile, they are going to make an initial donation to a organization that helps protect the lives of unborn children. It is pretty awesome. And then every month when you pay your bill, they take a portion of your bill at no extra cost to you and they give it back to hardcore conservative Christian organizations. They stand up for freedom of speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, as well as our military, our veterans and first responder heroes. So you're going to have a bill every month for a cell phone. Why not put it with a company that fights for what you believe in? 100% U.S.-based customer service team is there to help make switching easy. You can keep your same cell phone number you have now, keep your same phone, or upgrade to a new one. Call Patriot Mobile, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Use the promo code VERDICT. You'll get free activation and the best deals of the year. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com. I want to get back to the big story number three of the week you may have missed. There is that famous tweet, or not tweet, I should say, WhatsApp message 
that went viral from Hunter Biden sitting there uh, with his father, and it went to Z. That's the Chinese business partner. When they demanded their, they closed their ten million dollar deal. Now that 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 text, and we'll read it in a minute, is now connected to Joe Biden paying nearly two point seven five million dollars in cash. <laughs> For his beach house, within weeks of Hunter sending the threatening text to that Chinese business partner demanding to close the $10 million deal. Now, this he bought this six-bedroom uh, beach house in June of 2017 for $2.744 million in cash. The transaction, we now learn, was within weeks of that questionable text that Hunter sent to that Chinese associate demanding they get their money and it be tonight. When he said, I'm sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Well, you now put that together with some other info that we talked about on this show and the accounting problems for the present start to really glow in front of you off of the page if you're an accountant. What do I mean by that? Well, we're now learning that there were some issues with their taxes and money that's missing. In 2017, the first year Joe Biden was out of office after 36 years in the Senate and eight more as vice president, the couple declared an income of $11 million and a, fur- a further $4.58 million in 2018. Here's the problem. Between 17 and 19, Joe Biden, the first lady, reported $16.5 million in gross income on their federal tax returns. That's what was released by the Biden campaign. An analysis published last year shows a $5.2 million discrepancy between his IRS filings and his Office of Government Ethics disclosures for that same time period. You combine this now... And you look at the Office of Government Ethics filing for the same period, and Joe only reported $9.6 million in income for himself and his wife. Well, here's something else that's interesting. We now have an official check for $200,000 that was written from his brother and his wife to Joe Biden on the same exact day that money was transferred in from a shady business deal. So we now have missing money and a lot of cash going to the president and him paying Two plus million dollars in cash for a house and millions missing from his from his filings. Well, if you start adding the money up, you can see where the money went. It may have quite possibly just gone directly to his favorite place to hang out on the weekends at Beach House. More and more news keeps coming out that is damning of Joe Biden and that ties him personally to the corruption of his entire family. His family had a business and the business was selling favors from Joe Biden. And it was a very lucrative business. It was a business that produced tens of millions of dollars. We know about the WhatsApp that 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 Hunter sent. And, and I'll remind you what it what it says. I'm going to read from it. Quote, I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Now, that was sent on July 30th, 2017. The month before June of 2017, 
it's now being reported that Joe Biden purchased his six bedroom Rehoboth Beach beach house for two million seven hundred and forty four thousand and one dollar in cash. Now, I don't know about you, but most people don't have three million dollars in cash just laying around. But if you're busy shaking down the Chinese communists for millions of dollars, and if you're busy shaking down Ukrainian oligarchs for millions of dollars, that has a way of producing millions of dollars of cash laying around. And, and, and I'll point out also that we do not know from GPS data whether or not Hunter Biden was, in fact, sitting next to Joe Biden when he sent that text. We would if the Biden DOJ had allowed the investigators to examine that GPS data. But explicitly, according to the IRS whistleblowers, the Biden DOJ said, no, you are not allowed to check on GPS whether Hunter was telling the truth, whether he's physically sitting next to Joe Biden, because as we've talked about at great length, it seems there's no higher priority for the Biden DOJ than protecting the Biden White House from any accountability or culpability for his criminal conduct. But we do know that there's a photo of Hunter Biden outside of his father's Delaware home on the exact day that he sent the text to his Chinese business partner. So that certainly suggests uh, there's a lot of smoke there and the corporate media has no interest in examining uh, the fire that produced that smoke. James Comer is a guy that we've had on this show before, and he is a pretty mild guy. I, 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 I don't know of a single instance where I can say he was, you know, on the record as overstating something and having to walk it back with this investigation. He's very, very methodical, very cool, calm and collected. He has been telegraphing that this is just the tip of the iceberg and more direct links of cash to the Biden president, the president Biden, right? Joe Biden from this family business uh, is going to be coming out this week. I think it's going to shock everybody. Well, we already have a check that Joe Biden's brother, James Biden, wrote to Joe, and it is a check for $200,000 from his brother, uh, in 2018, and it is the same day that a distressed rural hospital operator wired $200,000 to James Biden and his wife, Sarah Biden, to their bank account. And, and by the this, way, in their bankruptcy filing, they said they were hiring Bidens for political influence. They were solely hiring them because they thought they could bring an investor in from overseas and, and have political influence over their company to maybe help them when they were in financial distress. That's in their actual documents from their bankruptcy filing that no one in the media is covering as well. Well, the Daily Caller has covered it, and, and, and here's what they said. They said, quote, in 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received those loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Now, you might say, okay, that's James, that's the brother, he's just selling influence and access. Well, 
except for the fact that he wrote a $200,000 check. And in fact, the Daily Caller continues, quote, on March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on that very day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from the same personal bank account to Joe Biden. So it's very hard for Joe Biden to claim he has nothing to do with it when the check is made out to Joe Biden for that exact amount. As always, thank you for listening to Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you. Don't forget to download my podcast and you can listen to my podcast every other day. You're not listening to Verdict or each day when you listen to Verdict afterwards. I'd love to have you as a listener to, again, the Ben Ferguson podcast. And we will see you back here on Monday morning. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.